Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Charlie Morgan and welcome to another video. Now, if you're watching this on Friday the 20th of May, then Flume's new album has officially been released and I could not be more excited. Um, I'm recording this one, sort of pre-recording it, so it's not the 20th yet, um, but if you haven't checked that out, I mean, you probably, there's a very strong chance you don't even know who Flume is, but my favourite music artist and I've decided that this channel, like, I'm going to be talking about business stuff and I'm going to be talking about how to assign clients and mindset and I love recording the videos but at the same time I got shit that I find interesting and I love it and I thought you know since I'm excited well maybe by chance I can introduce one of you guys to Flume and um, introduce you to the wonderful world of his music but alas we are here today to discuss something slightly um, more perhaps valuable um, which is how to actually answer cold email questions. Now this is an important skill to have because People think that cold email is just you send some emails and you book the meetings, but there's a very important process and activity between sending and booking. And that's how to actually answer people's questions. Um, very important skill. Now, before I hop in, who am I? My name's Charlie. Why should you trust me about cold email? Well, I have been able to scale two businesses, um, one of them to seven figures, another one to multi-seven figures, pretty much entirely through cold email and outbound prospecting and cold messaging and stuff like that. The first company is called Northflow Consulting. It's a marketing agency, straight consultant business that we've signed over 350 clients for. The second one is Imperium Agency. We help coaches and consultants and agency owners acquire more clients and have more fun in business. And we've signed over 250 clients, well, 200, nearly 250. Um, but what have I learned about cold email replying? Because I have developed a philosophy and a perspective that I believe to be unique because, well, nobody else really teaches this stuff. Um, and you can only really learn it through basically having a shitload of positive replies. So let's break this down. You send the cold email or a cold message, but you send a cold email, let's just keep it simple. You send something cold to a prospect. The prospect may book, but the chances are before they book, they want to have some questions answered. So this is quite common where you, you send an email and then the prospect lists out like some, a series of like um, statements that denote they want more information about what you do, but they don't want to book a call yet. They don't, they don't want to actually commit time and invest time into something that they haven't pre-qualified as an opportunity. Um, and so that's what they're doing is when they ask these questions is they're simply pre-qualifying the opportunity to see whether to see if it's actually worth their time or not. Uh, a lot of people mistake that and they think the questions are actually like this extremely sort of like, oh, my God, I've got I've got a meeting lined up here. This is amazing. Like you've got to realize that this is where the, the hard work begins. Right. Because now what you have to do is build a response that's very um, specific and once you've done that response, you don't have to follow up on the person like eight times before they actually book. Um, so this is really where the hard work starts. But this is you've, you've sort of crossed part of the finish line because you've got someone to reply. So obviously, the, the, the first thing to do here is actually get replies. So what I might do is make another video. Um, if you want this video, let me know. I'm going to make another video, perhaps, on how to actually create email copy that gets replies in the first place. Um, if you want me to do that, I've, I've created like 30 or 40 pieces of copy in my time that I've been able to leverage replies from and improve. So if you want that video, just let me know. I can actually go ahead and show you how I write copy for emails. Um, just comment something. But how to reply to people. So the thing is, is you don't want to waste the opportunity because if you're not very good at cold email, if you're starting out or if you've been doing it for some time, but it's still a struggle, cold, like positive replies are going to be far and few between, right? So we need to make sure we make the most out of them. So how do we do that? Well, what will happen is the prospect will ask you questions or They'll say something like they'll, they'll ask a question, but they'll, they'll list it as a statement, which could be like, Hey, Charlie, um, thanks for reaching out. Looks interesting. Send over something and I'll have a look. Right. What you want to do here is we, the object, we don't want to forget the objective. The objective is an appointment. Now, here's the cool thing, because what we want to start doing is leveraging something called epistemic curiosity. So when it comes to curiosity, we've got two types. 
diversive or diversive, I think it's diversive, and epistemic. Diversive curiosity is the curiosity that keeps you scrolling through your Facebook newsfeed or pulling on, you know, a lever in Vegas trying to, you know, go to the casino and get those shiny things on the screen. Like diversive curiosity is very sort of instant gratification based curiosity. It's not really like a goal seeking curiosity. You, you just want to see what's next, if that makes sense, um, which is what most people are played by. Epistemic curiosity is where something has fallen into your lap that could help you progress in life and you're curious about how it can help you, but you don't really want to like use it yet because you don't understand it. So epistemic curiosity is a way for you to extend your understanding of the thing that could help you. And that's what people are doing when they ask questions. So we want to, the, the, when the person asks a question, it's a good sign that they're very curious about how it works and how it can help them. And it, it to some degree, they believe that you can assist them because otherwise they wouldn't waste your time asking the questions. They wouldn't waste their own time formulating them and typing them out. I've got to remember, people have actually sat behind keyboards, observed what you've said, and are now typing out something to find more information about it. So we've got them on the hook, right? And now we need to reel them in with a certain reply. The worst thing you can do is answer their questions. It's the worst thing you can do. Growing up as children, we are trained and tamed to answer questions. So when your parent or your teacher asks you a question, you're expected to answer it. So if you're in a classroom and you know, the, the teacher's like, Charlie, what's the answer to number three? You better answer it because if you don't, everyone's going to think you're a weirdo. So as children, we're, we're trained to answer questions. So what that happens, what happens then is as we move to adults into business, and um, when someone asks us a question like a prospect, we are just, our immediate inclination is just to answer it. So that's what people do on cold emails. They, they, they answer these questions. The last thing, you, the worst thing you can do is answer the question because when you answer the question, it satisfies the epistemic curiosity that the prospect was using to try and get more information. What we need to do instead is position that the only way for us to answer the question is to have a sales call. So, but we want to do that in a way that doesn't shake off the prospect's questions. We want to make sure that we're very um, strategic in our, in the way, it's kind of like judo, you want to sort of like, you know, let the prospect like use their own weight to then book a call. You don't want to like, force them to do it. They need to sort of do it themselves and fall into it. So the, the call needs to be their idea. And the way you do this is when the prospect asks the question, right, where, which could be like, how much do you charge or how does it work or how does your system work or what's your guarantee? You say, hey, John, amazing questions. I'm really glad you asked them. And it's great to see that you're interested in, in what we do to some degree. Um, what I don't want to do is bore you with a wall of text, right, that would take you, you know, five days to read and even digest what I'd much rather do is explain how this works face to face on Zoom, um, just so that you can get an idea and any questions answered. This allows me to do what we do proper justice and allows you to actually build a full understanding, right? Because I don't want you to just be going off the verbatim of some email that took me five hours to type out. I'm sure you don't have the time to read that sort of email. If, if that sounds like a good idea to you, and if you're up for a call, I definitely am to answer these questions. That's all we're going to be doing on the call is answering your questions and seeing if it can help you. Let me know. I'll send over a link, right? What we're doing there is we're saying like amazing questions. And what you can do, one of my favorite strategies is to answer the questions, but very, very, very vaguely. So if the prospect is like, what, how does your guarantee work? I would be like, um, oh, it basically works on the premise of ROI. And then you leave it at that. And what that means is like, we've answered the question. So technically like the prospect has got what they want, but they still don't have enough information to really file it away as something that they want to pursue or don't want to pursue. So they kind of have no option but to actually pursue it. Otherwise this loss aversion will start to kick in because it seems good, but then they don't understand it. So this is how I do it. So, you know, you, you, you start by the framework, I suppose, is to start by greeting the prospect and saying, hey, awesome to hear back from you or, you know, amazing to, 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 to hear from you. 
Um, I have my fingers crossed you'd reply to this one with these exact questions, right? We just gratify the prospect to make them feel good about asking because when someone does something we want them to do, it helps to reinforce it because then they're going to do it again, right? So the last the worst thing we do is just give them no gratification, but it's like, hey, John, like gold star for asking this question or nobody ever thinks to ask that question. And we always find that the best prospects do. So like amazing question. Then what we do is we we have some sort of line that says, um, and I can definitely give you the answers or I'm more than happy to answer them, right? So then they're reading the email, they're like, okay, I've got the question, I've got the answers here. Then you take the questions and you give them very short, vague answers. So you don't you don't just like give them really shitty, like vague answers. The problem is most people go into too much detail and then they lose the prospect, they lose the curiosity that was driving them forward. So the prospect's decision to reply and then book the call will be purely out of epistemic curiosity. But as soon as you reply with detail to their questions, you kill the epistemic curiosity that would push them towards actually booking the call. Um, and you might think that's counterintuitive because you think they won't book without answers, but the, the truth could not be any different. So we then answer the questions really vaguely, or we say something along the lines of, um, really looking forward to answering these questions. To tell you the truth, to answer them on email would probably take 5,000 pages of text, and which means you'd have to spend like, you know, days until you're 60 years old reading. I'm sure you haven't got time for that, right? Some sort of, you know, exaggeration because we don't want to just say it would take me too long to type this out or it would take you too long to read. You can just say like, um, the last thing I want to do is play um, email tennis and Chinese whispers with really important information about something that could really help you grow. Um, so let's hop on a call. Now, as the way you position the call should be in their frame. What I mean by that is you don't say, so I think we should have a call. You say, um, if you'd be up for it, or if you think it's a good idea, let's have a demo, right? Or if you, if like, what's another way to phrase that? Like, um, uh, if it makes sense to you to, if, if it makes sense to get these questions answered, why don't we schedule a demo, right? Or why don't we get together on Zoom to get these questions answered? What do you think? We're not like, we're not asking them for the call. We're asking them if they think it's a good idea to have a call. There's two very different things there, because if they say it's a good idea to have a call, they're agreeing to the call without actually agreeing to the call. They're just agreeing it's a good idea, right? And then if it's, if they agree it's a good idea and they think it's a good idea, then you can leverage that sort of agreement to then say, hey, well, here's the link. Um, so framework is gratification, greeting and gratification of the questions themselves. And then vague answers or denoting like, I, I wish I could give you more detailed answers here. However, it would take like 6,000 pages and I'm sure you haven't got the time or the patience to read a wall of text. Um, if you'd be up for it, and if you think it would be best and easier to see if it's a fit, why don't we get together on Zoom sometime this week? Um, don't worry, it won't be a sales call. I'm not gonna, you know, try and pitch you anything. We won't even talk about anything that you don't want to talk about. Um, I just like to, you know, have an actual discussion to see if we can get these questions answered in more depth. You can also ask any other questions you have on that call and we can establish if it's a fit or not. Let me know if you'd be up for that. Um, I'm more than down for it if you are. If you're in, let me know. And then thanks. And then they'll reply like, yeah, sure, send a link. Or they might say, um, yeah, cool, sounds like a good idea, but I've also got this question. And then what we do in that instance, we say, yeah, sure, we're more than happy to answer that question. Um, let's get this scheduled. And, um, you know, if you want to, you can send me a list of questions prior to the call and we can get them answered. That's the framework. Um, and I've used this to book uh, quite literally multiple thousands of meetings like thousands and thousands and thousands of meetings I've, I've, I've done this sort of thing for. Um, what we do with clients, with Imperium clients, with our high ticket agencies and coaches who want to get more clients is sometimes they'll actually like send a, um, they'll send a reply uh, in the, our Facebook group. 
and they'll be like, hey, I'm not sure how to handle this one. And I'll, I'll just sit behind a keyboard and type it out. And I love it because I don't do it anymore because, well, I've got setters that do that for me. But um, I thought I'd record this video because I don't want you losing at the first sort of hurdle, if that makes sense. Because basically just don't answer the questions, keep things vague, gratify the prospect as they ask them. And then um, sort of transition saying like, if you want the answers or great question, more than happy to answer. I can't really give you a full detailed answer without writing a long, boring wall of text. Um, let's hop on a demo. I know you've had negative experiences with demo calls in the past with people who say they can help you with this thing, but I promise you can leave your card at home. There's no pressure. There's no bullshit. It purely is just, you know, an exploratory call to see if you could be a fit. And then when they book the call, you go through the sales process of like, hey, well, I know you've got a bunch of questions. Um, before we even hop into those, I'd just like to make sure that we absolutely can help you um, because it's my job here to really diagnose to see if we could even be a fit. I, I sense we will be, but I just want to be sure before I go into, you know, a huge rant about what we do. Can I just make sure you're a fit? They were like, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. They're like, I'd rather just get my questions answered. You say, totally hear you. Give me like three questions, literally. You can just qualify them through color questions, but that usually never happens. Um, so that's everything for today's video. Um, I hope you find it helpful. Uh, it's a really cool little um, model. And um, if you're watching this uh, on the 20th, I will definitely be listening to Flume's new album. And um, I couldn't be more excited because I've been listening to these little album previews for literally about like, I've been living off scraps for about three months. Um, in at the start of the year, he released this song called 2022. It's on his YouTube channel. And um, it's actually like the, the, the precursor to the song Palaces, which is the theme of the album. And I was like, oh, I need this album. But here we are five months later, basically. Um, and I'm really excited. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm just, I feel like, you know, since this is like a YouTube channel, I, I'm going to talk about business, but like if there's shit going on that I find exciting, like I'm going to share it with you because well, I feel passionate about it and it's interesting. And I love Flume as much as I love cold emails. So there we go. Um, so that's everything for today's video. Now, if you found this one useful, just subscribe. You can also like the video because there's a button for that and comment if you have anything to add. Um, in the description, there will be two links. The first link is a funnel. Oh my God, scary, right? A marketing funnel. It's designed to sell you something, which is our program that could help you get more clients if you run a high ticket business, right? Service-based business, agency, coach, consultant. Um, if you click that link, you'll go through to a funnel, right? It's me talking and then some case studies. There's nothing scary about it. There's no email opt-in. And if you want to book a call through that link, you can go through to talk to my rep. Um, it's not really a rep, to be honest. Jack is like more of a friend. <laughs> He's actually a client of ours. Jack's the guy who takes the calls. Um, with If you do decide to talk to us about how we can help you grow your company, you will not have a one-night stand experience with a high-pressure sales rep, right? We don't use incentive-based pricing. We don't do any bullshit. It's very sort of straightforward and you can buy the thing if you think it'd be helpful. If you don't think it'd be helpful, you don't have to buy it. Like it really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, I would give it a shot and just explore it and give Jack the opportunity to explain it because that man loves commission. I'll tell you. Um, but then jokes aside, um, there's another link in the description, which is basically a free Facebook group. If you join that, um, it's where we sort of communicate with um, other people who aren't clients and we help them and run the odd coaching call to and stuff. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this video. Thank you for watching. And I will look forward to seeing you in the next one. And I'll be listening to Flume very shortly, I've got no doubt. Have a good day. Take care, guys. Ciao.